the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We're coming at you on March 23rd, 2022, uh, and all kinds of crazy things to talk about. And of course, Biden's always at the center of things. So <laughs> and we'll be talking about him some this show. But before we get into any of it, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon the Word Brathwaite, last word in Liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. My name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. Uh, so let's jump right into it. I mean, we the laptop, <laughs> Biden's family. Gosh, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's it's come back. Uh, it should have been an issue, uh, you know, before the election, and it wasn't uh, because the, I guess the 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 powers that be decided it was Russian disinformation. A mm. whole bunch of. Uh, in t the intelligence community came out and signed a statement for Biden saying that they thought it was all Russian disinformation, um, even though the laptop existed and apparently was in the government's hands. <laughs> uh, and and uh, recently, uh, Bill Barr has come out and saying that he thinks uh, Biden absolutely lied about this during the debate with Trump. Uh, and he is the former attorney general under Trump. Um, and of course, you know, this shouldn't come as a huge surprise to anybody because Biden has a long and storied history of lying. He has lied throughout many of his other presidential campaigns to the point where he, when, when lying used to be important, he actually had to step down when he was caught plagiarizing <laughs> other people's <laughs> speeches and such uh, to, to sort of make himself look a little better. Um, and uh, uh, it, certainly that's no surprise with some of the crazy words you hear coming out of Biden's mouth that he'd want to steal somebody else's. So, <laughs> but anyways, uh, uh, what, what do you guys think about this? I mean, this is crazy. We literally have a guy in office who might very well not have been in office had uh, these intelligence community creeps not come out and apparently lied for Biden because they apparently straight up lied for Biden. I mean, there, there was a investigation going on and... <clears throat> Yeah, it's crazy. What do you guys think about that? You know, you know, there's a bigger issue here that, sure, politicians lie. We know that, okay? And we can't get away from that. Every time they move their lips, they're lying. We know that. Whether you're a Republican, you're a Democrat or a Libertarian, well, I hope the Libertarians don't lie as much, but they certainly do lie. Uh, a time, from time to time. Well, well, you know, I, I want to push back on that just a little bit because most libertarians don't want power, so we have a lot less reason to lie. <laughs> so I just wanted to, our incentives are a little bit different there. But anyways, go ahead, Leon. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I will, I will accept that, Jason. But the point is, though, the dangerous thing about all of this is that there's an entanglement ongoing between the government and big tech and, and the mainstream media. So when Joe Biden was running for running, running for um, for to, um, running for um, for the presidency, we knew the laptop was in existence. The New York Post post uh, brought it out, but these people decided that they had to ban it. Why? To protect Joe Biden. Okay. 
So this is where the Democratic Party, and now the, the, the Democratic Party is controlling the federal government. The Democratic Party is getting entangled with the government. And this is a dangerous trend that we are seeing here. True. Everybody, all them politicians lie. I will accept this. But this is serious stuff. Because this stuff involved the corruption in the Biden family. And it is serious. It is deep and serious. But everybody wants to keep quiet about it. You know why? Because they're on the left. If this was the Trump family doing this crap, he probably would have been in prison or impeached twice already. But no, it's the Bidens. They're on the left. So we have to protect them. But government and the media is becoming entangled. And this is a dangerous trend within our republic. I just want to add something real quick, Tim, before you go on. You mentioned the New York Post, and the New York Post did come out with a story about this. They're the ones who broke it. Yes. And literally, they were called <clears throat> fake news by everybody, and Twitter and I believe Facebook uh, sort of, uh, I guess they they banned their articles about it. And they, they, yeah, kicked they, froze, them they froze the account yeah. of the New York Post, and any yeah. nobody could re retweet or repost the, um, the, the, the story. Nope. They stopped them from yeah. doing it. I just wanted to make sure that was clear for the sure. listeners. Yes, fair enough. Yeah. Well, my sources of uh, reliable information is dwindling rapidly. Uh, you, you know, I used to be able to pull some few things off Facebook, but now I can rest assured that that's all baloney as well uh, as the mainstream media stuff, uh, which I know for sure is if it's not baloney, then I mean, it's just so. Uh, innocuous that it, it wouldn't matter one way or the other you know like oh the man man landed on the moon today uh okay news at 11 or there was a tornado that went through new orleans today okay news at 11 so all that kind of just reporting on um, facts is one thing but all this stuff that's related in any way politically to anybody uh left or right you know i can rest assured that you know, if, if they're telling me that Donald Trump is is a in the in the uh, pocket of Putin, uh, or that uh, the the laptop story about Biden is complete rubbish, then you know how can I trust any of it from any of these places? So once again, I fall back on podcasts of people that I trust when they interview people <coughs> who who are deeply involved in these things. Uh, on a on not just a reporting basis, but an actual on you know either on hand or extremely knowledgeable about the th the thing going on. For example, if there was a aircraft accident, and you know uh, the 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 scenarios were or the you know the causes were being talked about, and when the NTSB had not had time to really factually look into everything, then. <clears throat> Uh, I, I would expect that at least an aviation expert being interviewed for 30 minutes on the subject might give me some reliable information, not a 30-second soundbite on CNN or on Facebook, far as that goes now. So I can just throw that stuff out the window. And is it serious? Yeah, I think it is. I'd rather be divulged with all kinds of different information than I would have just the information selected by a select few of so-called do-gooders that know better than I about anything uh, and everything. So <clears throat> I'd rather have some non-factual stuff and <clears throat> let me sort through it. Now I'm just coughing, so I'm going to quit. <clears throat> you know, but the, 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 the other dimension of this, you know, JC, you mentioned that 
when this story first came out, you know, it is called Russian disinformation. It was called fake news. Uh, Twitter and Facebook banned it and all that kind of stuff. Nobody could have re retweet the, um, the, the links or anything like that. But, you know, a fascinating thing just happened just recently, just like, um, I don't know, less than two weeks ago, where the New York Times now, not the New York Post, the New York Times have actually verified the, the authenticity of the laptop. They actually verified it. But what do we get from the media now? Before, before the election, they were loud and clear. They were telling us it was fake news. They were telling us it was Russian disinformation. But now that the New York Times have verified the authenticity of the laptop, what do we get? Silence. Absolute mm. silence. No apologies, no nothing. Just silence. Yeah, so, so certainly from the people who are on the, the bad end of this. But it, it because it, this is one of the disturbing things, too, because the New York Times came out and said something about this. Now, suddenly it's given credibility to some people to come yeah. out and talk about it which is why everybody's talking about it now that it wasn't happening before. Now, certainly Biden and Jen Psaki and the usual suspects, you know, that we see on that side of the aisle, yeah. they're all silent now. And they're all uh, before they, they called it fake Russian disinformation. And now suddenly it's all, uh, you'll have to talk to their lawyers. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's, um, it, it's pretty, pretty uh, interesting I guess, illumination of things. But it, it, it does bring up, though, here we have, nobody takes it really seriously until the New York Times says, okay. So that the, the idea that the New York Times has that kind of pull on the trigger to, to allow people to move on stuff is kind of scary. I mean, and, and the idea that they can modulate that timing to when it benefits their political lean is, is, is pretty disturbing, I think. You know, yeah, I think, I think that's this, equally. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. I just say I, I, I agree with Jason. I think that's equally disturbing as the fact that, uh, you know, the Facebook, Twitter crowd will jump on the bandwagon and, and hide all this stuff. In addition, you know, just so, yeah, why why should we wait for CNN or I mean, the Times to come out and, you know, put their blessing on it? Why? True. Why, Leon? Well, I wish I, wish I had the answer to that. Tim, but I think this is a major failure in the direction of our of, of our great republic. Because we now need, now according to I guess the powers that be, we now need the New York Times to tell us, or some other left-wing um outlet to tell us that something is authentic before we could believe it, or before we could read it on Facebook or Twitter, or before we are free to talk about it without being called a Russian asset or Russian disinformation spreader or something like that. That's, this is disturbing. This is seriously disturbing. Now, Jason, I totally agree with you. This is disturbing. Well, and, we and keep in mind, too, this is the same group that's behind the 1619 Project, right? Exactly. I mean, the New York Times. So the yes. idea that they clearly have a bent on a, a, a certain version of history, both uh, you know, past and going forward, yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's a little bit disturbing that they have that much pull, but you know, in a, maybe, uh, you know, we'll see an erosion of their pull uh, as as clearly these stories keep coming out one after another that shows that, hey, 
if you want to be first, don't read the Times because clearly the Times is not uh, leading the way with the news. They're they're actually recording. I mean, really, a story that is about uh, a year and a half old, and now they're finally on it. I mean, wow, what bang up investigating yeah. journalism this yeah, is. You know, the idea that they're they're telling us all about it, 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 it is is the Times now a history journal? Is that what we're doing <laughs> here? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, instead of the instead of the news, they ought to be calling themselves the olds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the New York olds. <laughs> the New York olds. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it, this does bring up, though, I mean, that now there are becoming more and more new outlets that people are starting to turn to and starting to splinter away. And, you know, Joe Rogan has recently also come out and he's just a guy with a podcast who is, you know, also calling BS when he thinks he sees it. And he is calling BS on this now. He is saying that, you know, uh, Biden and the media lied about the laptop. And of course, he's the biggest podcaster in the country. So uh, that that brings a little weight. Um, but, you know, one of the things I wanted to add on to this, though, before I, I hand it over to you guys, is the idea that how much effort is being made by the administration and social media to silence him as well. So, I mean, yes. it's not just yes. the, the usual conservative sources. It's anybody who speaks out of turn. And, um, you know, aside from all of the attacks that have been made about him over uh, COVID and and I'm sure about uh, issues like this, you uh, one story that came out uh, a couple months ago that I thought was pretty disturbing on this route is when the Surgeon General literally came out and tried to silence Joe Rogan and saying that essentially, uh, uh, you know, that that, uh, you know, this is a a person with authority in the government who is literally trying to direct private entities to silence Joe Rogan. And uh, let me read you the quote, because here's what he said to MSNBC back in January. He said, we can have the best science available. We can have the best public health expertise available. It won't help people if they don't have access to accurate information. People have the right to make their own decisions, but they also have the right to have accurate information to make that decision with. Uh, this not is not just about what the government can do. This is about companies and individuals recognizing that the only way to get past misinformation is if we are careful about the way we say and use the power that we have to limit the spread of misinformation. And of course, who's uh, identifying the misinformation? He's identifying the misinformation, saying yes. whatever Joe Rogan and the experts that Joe Rogan is interviewing, because remember, he was interviewing literally uh, one of the guys who, uh, I, I can't remember his name at the moment, but who Dr. Was, Malone, I think his name is Dr. Malone. Dr. Malone, like yes, who was yes. one of the designers of yes. the technology for the, uh, the vaccine that everybody is using and that they're trumpeting in the administration. And they're calling him misinformation. You know, they're calling anybody who doesn't go along with their tune misinformation. So, you know, yeah, you're free to decide whatever you want, uh, but we're going to very closely limit the choices uh, of what you can say you want, <laughs> essentially by not letting you hear anything, essentially. So, anyways, yeah, you guys want to go ahead with uh, the Joe Rogan uh, issue? And yeah, about Joe Rogan, I just want to say in the article, it says he's uh, very uh, large. <laughs> He's outpacing their their viewership, uh, the viewership of these mainstream media types. So that, that's that's what they're angry about is that uh, they're they're being outpaced by this uh, this guy on the internet, and that's that's the beauty of the internet, the beauty of podcasts, you know, like ours, as far as that goes. 
and anything else that's out there. Um, it used to be when I was growing up uh, and all the way through my adulthood until just recently, it, it, all you had was Channel 3, Channel, well, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox came along late in the in the game. 1996, uh, so, Tim. Go ahead, yes. That's pretty darn late. That's not, not that long ago. So um, all you had was the three major um, news outlets, and they all trumpeted the same old stuff. They all got their stuff from uh, whatever that main source is, and that's it. And that's all you had. I mean, you, you, unless you read a book, you know, which <laughs> was not as easy as um, listening to a podcast on your way to work, let's face it. Uh, so um, today we have a plethora of, of information sources and yeah, yeah, you go, oh my gosh, yeah, you got to do some work. You got to listen to it. You got to decide for yourself. Well, you know, if, is this person full of malarkey or, or are they worth listening to? And then uh, eventually, and then if you find somebody like a Joe Rogan or Tom Woods or, or um, uh, whoever, you know, has, has a podcast you, you trust and the people that, that he brings or he or she brings on to the show, you trust or at least you want to listen to, um, then do it and, and stop, stop watching television. Just, just stop right now. You know, you know, Tim, Tim, you're right. I think, I think it's a good thing. We have, um, competition out there and there are many sources of information for us to, to go to. I, I go to a, a variety of them. I do look at CNN and all of them and that kind of stuff, CNN.com mm -hmm. in particular. Yeah. But but yeah. I also go to a lot of other sources that I find more trustworthy. So I I, I think it's a good yeah. thing. I think it's a good thing about, about the competition. But I, I really have I'm disturbed and concerned about this government um, intent to limit the so-called spread of misinformation. Because this is if you listen to what Jason just quoted, the last sentence there by the Surgeon General was about. We have whatever powers we have that we can use to limit the spread of misinformation. Well, who the hell is going to determine what misinformation is? We want the, we want the Biden administration to determine what misinformation is. But I don't want, and, and, and this is where I have my issue, I don't want the government at all attacking the First Amendment. That is why we have the First Amendment in the first case, to prevent the government from intruding into what we hear, what we listen to, and what we believe. We have to keep these people out of our lives. But they, they are trying to intrude upon it by attacking the First Amendment. This is what we were talking about, about this war on the First Amendment. We have to be careful that these people don't lead us, lead us down a, a, a very dirty path into, into, into nothingness that will destroy our republic. We have to be careful about this. Let me rephrase that pompous tyrants um, sentence. What powers do we have to repress freedom of speech is what he really was saying. Exactly what he was saying. What powers do we have, us pompous asses, to repress freedom of speech? Do you have to cut that, anyone? Anyway, there you have it. <laughs> well, seeing as how you guys are so good and triggered right now over Biden's mishandling of uh, and, and uh, inability to hold... Uh, to speak the truth uh let's see let's jump into good guys with guns tim oh wow okay well since this, we are, this one since we are so triggered since we are so triggered <laughs> yeah 
we're, tri- <laughs> we're triggered. <laughs> triggered, all right. <laughs> Somebody else was triggered, but uh, boy, was in an awful situation. This may run a little longer than normal, but this comes back from Chicago Tribune back in December of 2021, which was just not long ago. So uh, two rot... <coughs> ah, I may have to shorten it just for my cough. Two Rottweils that were attacking a jogger in St. Charles are dead after the dog's owner and a man who intervened tried unsuccessfully to pull the animals off the woman that was being attacked. This <coughs> Until the man who had a... Con- has a concealed carry license, fatally shot one of the dogs. So what had happened is this lady, I'm going to have to paraphrase, this this lady was jogging and stopped in front of a neighbor's house whom she knew. And uh, the neighbor's little dog, a little Yorkie or something, ran out and greeted the jogger. The jogger picked up the dog and walked it up to this woman's house. While doing so, the woman also had two rottweilers why do these people have so many dogs anyway <clears throat> just aside um so the rottweilers thought that the uh, jogger was um was uh doing something bad to the uh to little dog because she was holding it and uh it's a labradoodle is what it was <clears throat> so it was holding it by its by its collar they came out and started attacking the lady and this went on for quite a few minutes. This this lady required some uh, 165 stitches or something to to um, she underwent surgery. Uh, anyway, she, she made it, but <clears throat> barely. So what happened? The concealed carry guy <coughs> did not have his firearm with him, so he he uh, asked his dad to go grab it. I guess he lived nearby. Dad brings the gun over. Guy takes a gun, puts it, presses up against one of the Rottweilers uh, in what the do- the the sheriff or the police <clears throat> thought was an ex- extremely uh, tactical use of the farm. Good, good tactical use. Uh, just right up against the dog, pulled the trigger, killed that dog. The other, the sound chased the other dog off, and um, then the the owner killed had the other Rottweiler euthanized afterwards. So. <clears throat> Uh, the bottom line is, and th- this guy was was lauded by the uh, police as doing the right thing, the, the guy with the gun, and uh, saved the woman's life because they could not, there's nothing they could do to get this dog off this woman. The two dogs, they said they were throwing her around like a rag doll and nothing they could do to, to uh, help the woman until they brought the gun out so, so sometimes you gotta be a good guy with a gun and maybe your your target is a dog um but dogs can kill people and have many times in the past so there you have it well may, may, maybe they should ban dogs now <laughs> maybe that's ban, dog. yeah. <laughs> ban, ban so ban big dogs we have, big dogs. Yeah. We, have we have gun control so it's time for dog control now since the dogs can kill yeah. right <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> Yeah, yeah have, <laughs> have a dog registry and uh, <laughs> uh, we may be giving them too many ideas. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. We gotta be careful here. We gotta be really, really be careful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think you know we're we're just about uh, ready to get into our knucklehead noise patrol now, and this one's kind of an interesting. When we were we were kicking this around a little before the show, um, but it's got a few interesting aspects to it. And in in this particular one, um, the military actually is it seems like they're 
concerns are out of proportion with respect to COVID. Yeah, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, they they back in uh, in March, I guess, uh, early March. It sounds like uh, the U.S. Navy ordered a destroyer, uh, one of their destroyers, to be docked instead of deployed uh, as it was intended to be because the the commander on the ship refused to get a COVID vaccine. So, and I, you know, this seems, you know, we're kind of on uh, military alert, it seems like right now. <laughs> I mean, we, we've literally got a war going on uh, in, uh, you know, with uh, with the superpower that's, that's yes. occurring. And so you would I, think this would be really important to make sure. There's a threat, I, there's a threat of nuclear weapons out there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You'd think it would be really important to make sure that our, our resources were deployed wherever they need to be deployed. But they said, you know, this guy... Uh, uh, he, he's not, uh, he hasn't been vaccinated. And so there's a safety risk there. <laughs> so, so that, but, but anyway, he, here's, here's exactly what the quote was from the Admiral. Okay. This is Admiral Daryl Claude. And this is apparently, a, an, um, a comment within the court, the military court, I guess about it. He says in the deadly business of protecting our national security, we cannot have a sailor who disobeys a lawful order to receive a vaccine because uh, they harbor a personal objection any more than we can have a sailor who disobeys the technical manual for operating a nuclear reactor because he or she believes they know better. And it's just weird that, you know, you're putting this on par, not taking the vaccine with messing around with the controls on a nuclear reactor. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, I kick this off to you guys here. Uh, I, know, I know you guys have some comments. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it is very dangerous what this military or military is doing. They're going woke with their, a, lot of, a lot of the nonsense they're doing. But there's a little complicated issue involved here with this particular this particular case. Even though you can never understand there's a there's a war going on and there's nuclear weapons potentially involved. You'll want all of the people out there in, in the military theater uh, try, trying to fight, you know, or, or defend our, our, our great land. But in this particular case, there's a little complicated issue here, which is whether uh, a member of the <clears throat> Navy, in this case it's the Navy, can disobey a lawful order. And the order was that he had to take the vaccine. Now, if it's a private citizen, a, a civilian like me, sure, I could, I could make noise with my employer about that. That's a different matter. But when you're in the Navy, you sign that piece of paper saying that you're going to obey all lawful commands. And there's nothing illegal about the command to take the vaccine. So that's a complicated issue. Right now, a judge has put an injunction upon it, and you know he's telling well, no, you can't punish the officer right now. But it complicates the matter. But you do raise an interesting point, you know, Jason, which is, I mean, okay, fine, it's it's it's, it's a vaccine against against COVID. I mean, God, should we be more concerned about the COVID than about protecting the national security of our land? Come on. This is this is the healthiest group, right? That's as far as their response. These are all young men on this ship. Exactly. Anyway, yes. <laughs> over yes. to Tim there. <laughs> what do you yeah. think, Tim? Well, yeah. I'm, well, I, I'm, I'm kind of uh, torn, uh, like like Leon probably. Uh, okay, sure. You've got uh, maybe it's you're against having that order to get the vaccine. But the guy not only disobeyed that, but he also had COVID symptoms and came back to the ship and started working there without telling anybody. 
Right. So, you know, it's not just one thing. It's two, it's two or who knows how many other things. I think he also went away, uh, something about where he was going that wasn't disclosed, that also was not liked by his superior. So you, you got to obey the orders. I, I'm sorry. You know, you, you're, it's not normal life. And there we are, up against yeah, It almost seems like the orders, though, are like, your shoes aren't polished correctly. <laughs> I, I mean, at least on the spectrum of things. But, you know, we have orders, too, and our time is just about up. So uh, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you at the next one. Till then, stay free. Yes, indeed. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, always. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. 